Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy since 1922. That's 97 years, is soon to be 98 years as we enter a new year, 2020, and a new decade. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett, the president here at the Miami Rescue Mission, and I just want to say thank you. Uh, I've had a chance to meet so many great, wonderful people in the last month that have just just blown my mind with their generosity and their compassion. You know, we are serving the homeless and needy every day, but during the holidays, we really want to ramp up our game and we want to share even more love to people because the holidays can be the loneliest and the hardest times for people who are homeless, number one, and then people that are in our program that are trying to change their life and, and have a total transformation of their inner and outer being. And then our community, there's many people in our communities, families that are struggling economically and just can't really do those little extras for their kids or themselves. And that's where we step in. We've been doing it for 97 years. This past week was just tremendous. We gave over away over 6,000 toys, over 600 families. Families were helped in our communities. Then we had our men, women, and children inside of our programs in Broward and Miami, and they also were blessed. Special groups came out to do music and performances and toys and face painting for the kids and just uh, just great food, and it made everyone feel really special. You know, that's really a great help when people are down and out, when people have made bad choices, when people really have broken their relationships with many of their family members, is that they now they can start re-engaging with life and start looking at the hopeful side of life. You know, God has a plan for us, not to hurt us, but to prosper us. And we are a Christian organization. We believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the whole reason for, for Christmas. Uh, but you don't have to be of any certain denomination to come in here for services. You don't have to be of any certain belief to come in and help us. You just have to love people. And that's why I know it, our time is our most valuable asset that we have. And when people give up their time to come down and help wrap toys or give away toys or collect toys or feed a, a meal or even do things like landscaping and painting and so on, uh, it really sends a big message out to the people that are being ministered to, the men, women, and children here. Now, for many, they've already made their their gifts. I know in my own mailbox, I get tons and tons of solicitations. Uh, my wife and I do 
help many different organizations. Uh, but after a while, you say, wow, you know, turn off the spigot there. And I guess we could be included in that. But we are a nonprofit that rely heavily, heavily on the individual donations of our community. We do have some contracts. We do have some grants. But really, we're a mom-and-pop organization. Uh, the smaller gifts, 50 to to $100, is what really is our bread and butter. And if you haven't made a gift or maybe God's touching you today, to make an extra gift is to go to our website at caringplace.org slash year end. That's caringplace.org slash year end. For $2.10, you can provide a delicious meal. And uh, we certainly are serving a lot of them. This past three months, we've served almost 250,000 meals. And in next year, we're looking to feed almost a 1 million meals. So that's a lot of food uh, to prepare, to buy, and to serve, and then to dispose of. Because you always have your waste at the end, too. But for $2.10, you'll be providing a, a hot, nutritious meal and a possibility uh, someone will make a, a decision to change your life. I've said this, others have said this here at the mission, that hope often begins with that first meal, with one meal. You know, many people that come to us isn't aren't because they are wanting a change in their life, they want to get off drugs or get off the streets, they're just hungry. <laughs> or they're they're hurting, or they're, they're hot or they're cold, they need a change of clothes, they need a shower. Uh, they need some toiletry items. It's not just because they want to come to us and change their life. But when they come and get that first meal or they get a meal, uh, many, sometimes they may repeat themselves. They may have to come four, five, six, ten times during the course of a year. But every time, they're going to be encouraged to get off the street. They're going to be encouraged that people love them and care for them. And that makes a dent in a person's mind because maybe that first meal, they don't make a decision to get off the street. But maybe the fifth or sixth time or during our outreach, like our Thanksgiving outreach or our Christmas outreach, they're thinking, you know something, I'm tired of being tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, those people there at Broward Center at Miami Rescue Mission, they are just, they always treated me fairly. They never judge me. They never look down their nose at me. I think I'm going to go there. and I've seen others get help. I want to see if I can get help too. And that's why our feeding program, our meals program is so important. You know, we, we feed people in our buildings, but we also in our Miami campus, we have a um, four days a week, we serve meals and provide showers for those in the greatest of need. And so that's also a way our calling card that we can get people involved. You know, we can't do it by ourselves. Uh, again, thousands of volunteers, many thousands of donors, a lot of people that are praying for us and praying for the for the homeless, and that's making a big difference. Now, we are getting ready for the year 2020. I can't believe it. I've been here. This Next year will be my 30th year. I can ha hardly even believe that. I've been here. I'll be here 30 years. But in, in 2020, you know, that's usually said good vision. You know, when you have 2020 eyesight, it's good vision. We are going to get laser focused and and really help more people than ever. That's my heart. That's our heart is that we're going to be able to help more people. How are we going to do that? Well, there are a few things. Number one, we're going to have to work on our buildings. They're getting old. Some are 25, 30, 40, 50 years old. And so we're going to have to start working on them. Air conditioners are going to have to be changed out. Uh, just things that normal wear and tear are going to have to be done. And that's going to give a lot of opportunity to our community. 
you know, for people to come in and put some uh, hands. We need some workers to come in and help us, too, to do painting projects and landscaping projects. I want to really help get the buildings up to shape and up to par and, and re-beautify them. They're in good shape now, but they're just beat up. It's, it, we just have so much traffic, and they've been here so long that the time has just taken its toll on them. So we need to do that. Number two, we need to do a better messaging of how into the homeless community. So we're going to ramp up our our outreach efforts. Now, each county, Broward County and Miami-Dade County, have outreach teams, and they go out and they uh, engage the homeless and hopefully get them into a program. But there's still many, many, many homeless out there. There's mentally ill homeless. There's new homeless. There's people living on bridges that no one really gets to. And they pop they pop up once in a while to get things. But we want to make a concentrated effort. And so when people call us and say, hey, I've seen somebody at the corner of XYZ, that we'll have the opportunity to get somebody out there and to interview them and to help them make a decision to get off the street. So that's that's another important part. And then, of course, we want to engage more people. So we're looking to engage more faith partners. Uh, we started off as a Christian organization. We still are a Christian organization, but we want more faith partners from all faiths that will be able to come alongside of us and help us um, take better care of the homeless that we have and then be able to enlarge our services that we'll be able to help more people and have more productive citizens re-engage into our society. So you can find out how you can get involved. Just simply go to our website at caringplace.org. You can look at our volunteer opportunities. There's different groups you can you can join. We have focus groups. We have a home run for the homeless that are men's mentors. They actually mentor the men in our program as they get into the upper phases and the upper levels and they become confidence. They help them with job searching. And then we have two wonderful women's group called uh, Girlfriends for Girlfriends, which are involved in providing safe and affordable housing for our women and families that are leaving our programs. And many of those women that come to us are fleeing domestic violence. And then we have our, our Cover Girls, which is a group that mentors the women while they're in our program. So the Cover Girls are while they're in the program and mentoring them, much like the Home Run for the Homeless team. And they're doing a great job. They've been around for many, many years. So you can make a difference. Go to our website at caringplace.org. Check out our website. You want to make a financial donation, that will be tremendous. Find out how to become a volunteer. Do something new in the new year. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, if you're a first time listener, if you've missed the last few shows, we have a very special guest that we are just so honored to have. And his name is Dr. Kaven Amini. He's a board certified cardiovascular specialist practicing here in South Florida. He's the president of South Florida Cardiology Consultants, a clinical professor of Nova University College of Osteopathic Medicine. Uh, he's a national and state speaker, and along with practicing cardiovascular medicine, he's been involved in research and educating future student doctors and healthcare providers. Uh, he's lectured throughout the state on heart disease, the business of medicine, and served on numerous committees overlooking care quality and physician peer review. And he's received numerous recognitions and awards, including top cardiologists by third-party consumer organization. He's my doctor and has been taking good care of me. Uh, welcome again, Dr. Cabin. 
Thank you so much, Ron. As always, it's a pleasure to join you and your fantastic audience um, and for giving me an opportunity to share some thoughts. And again, I want to go back to you as a person and how you became a doctor. You said you've been practicing now since 2001? Since 2001, I finished medical school. So I've been involved in, in the practice of medicine to some degree since then. Now, that's all been here in South Florida? No, I had the uh, fortune of, of training at some of the top institutions. So some of my training, including in New York at Mount Sinai in, in California, I'm back in South Florida. So fortunately, I came back to practice medicine where my family is and where I'm from. People really don't start taking care or even notice anything about their heart until something bad happens. So I, I know that you are right on cutting edge. You've been doing this for many, many years. And uh, I was surprised to find out that for women that the number one killer is is their heart, is the cardiovascular. Can you educate our audience a little bit and tell them about what about uh, heart disease and cardiovascular is so important today? Yes. Um, I think uh, to start first, I want to go over some numbers and so that the audience understands that we all know someone that's had some kind of a heart disease or heart event. Maybe it hasn't happened to us yet. But the, stat, the stats and the numbers are staggering. So first, we need to understand what are those numbers so that it stimulates us to try not to be one of those numbers. Uh, as far as heart disease currently, as of 2016, there were 28.2 million people diagnosed with heart disease in the United States. 634,000 people died. Now, by 2018, it's up to over 840,000. So as you can see, the numbers are going up. Now, is this from, from sudden heart attacks or just this from, is from all cardiovascular all, okay, disease? All, so heart attack, coronary disease, all the different various issues related to cardiovascular disease. 17 million people die across the world each year of heart disease. So it's staggering. The numbers are very large. To um, put this into context, almost 8 to 9% of U.S. population has some kind of a cardiovascular disease. And that's huge. Um, every 40 seconds, maybe even greater based on what data and statistics you read, there's a heart attack in the United States of America. Um, there is 720,000 new admissions for heart disease and 335,000 recurrent admissions to the hospitals for heart disease. Those numbers are huge. And obviously, we can tell that, you know, if there's 335,000 recurrent, maybe we can impact that right away because we know they have heart disease. Uh, one third of all deaths come back to cardiovascular disease. 14% um, of all heart attacks, and these numbers vary based on what study you're looking at, die. Hmm. Coronary disease, and that's the one you're thinking of, which is blockages in the heart or heart attack, are approximately one out of seven cause of death. Now, what's staggering and even more profound is that if you look at people who've had a heart attack their first year, some studies suggest that up to 26% of women die within the first year after a heart attack. That's huge. One in four. For men, it's about 19%. Now, is that with care? I mean, proper care even? That, that's just the general Just the general number. So whether so they those took that are their medicines care. or they didn't overall, so whether they took their medicines or not, the number falls in. Obviously, the better you are treated and the more you're taking your medications and compliant, you should be on the other end. Now, for five-year outlook, greater than 50% of women die or develop heart failure or a weak heart or have a stroke. So cardiovascular disease is rampant within five years. 
and for men it's 36 percent now you were mentioning women in heart disease well it gets a little bit more complex because of their presentation is very different than men and it's not typical for heart disease they don't present always with chest pain they can present with migraine they can present with nausea they can feel something hurts in their jaw or their jaw is numb or their fingers are tingling they can get migraines and think it's a headache they might think it's stress and therefore they potentially present a lot less often to healthcare providers and possibly because of that, they're brushed off and less aggressive management's given to them. Sometimes they're diagnosed with anxiety, stomach issues, and really not worked up as aggressively as men are. Because traditionally, being a man is a higher risk for cardiovascular disease. So there's more of a red flag when you present to healthcare facilities and being a man and saying, I have a chest pain. And this, this dogma is changing as we speak. There's more attention to women and heart disease because of it being a number one cause of cardiovascular, you know, potential death, stroke, heart attack. For women, it's just dogma, old dogma of healthcare has changed. And there's big notice coming to it. Some of them is from misdiagnosis. Some of them is for less vigilance. But that's actually changing as we speak. Good news is that if you do the right things, and some of the right things could be just very, very, very small modifications of your life, quitting smoking, eating a little bit better, cutting out some of the refined sugars or carbohydrates or white bread, exercising a little bit more, not smoking or cutting back on not having heavy consumption of alcohol, you can reduce your risk 80% or greater. So you're talking significant change. And this doesn't even necessarily include medications or procedures. So we can make a difference. And the good news is people can make a difference. And it's never too late to start. All it takes is dropping one bad habit. That's enough to put you on a positive slide. Well, you know, I think... For most people, as you said earlier, it's not it's not an issue until it becomes an issue. And you're not really looking at any real symptoms until you get shortness of breath, maybe, or like you said, the tingling of the fingers. But even that can be misdiagnosed, uh, heartburn. You think it's heartburn. Um, but then when it comes down to the actual, actual episode, and then people are now put into a hospital situation, I wonder, you know, how much is genetics um, play in that because they always ask, you know, did your parents have, uh, is there any heart disease in your family? Very true. And, and so, you know, whenever we talk about prevention and, and my practice, uh, I do a lot of acute services for cardiac issues, a lot of hospital consultative, fixing people I've never met before in my life with major heart issues that present at a hospital, diagnosing and fixing them. But majority of my private practice is built on preventative cardiology where I can see people, capture them early in their life, and change it. I think that we divide things into two various risks. One, risk that you're stuck with. And two, risk that you're not stuck with. Risks that you're stuck with typically are maybe your nationality, not nationality, I'm sorry, your your race. Because we do know that, for example, being African-American is a greater risk for cardiovascular disease, and the numbers are significantly higher. Age, being a man. So, those you can't control who you are and who your mom was or who your dad was. It is what it is. It's okay. But the other risk factors are so many from your weight, from your uh, food intake and diet, your exercise capacity, not smoking and, and avoiding toxic bad habits that can impact your heart, your health, your skin, your hair, consuming the right stuff and not just dieting and, and, and not eating the bad stuff, but also consuming the right stuff. 
and controlling basic things that you might have that you, you know, genetically that came down to you of higher risk for diabetes and getting your sugar under control, getting your blood sugar under control and cutting back salts, keeping your cholesterol low. Those are things in cutting back on alcohol and most importantly, exercise. I can't emphasize exercise and the benefit it has. Those are things that we can control and they can reduce your risk 80%. Well, you know, we just barely touching the, the surface on all the things that people can do. And again, I keep on going back because I know I'm like that. In the beginning of the year, there's something you're going to change or something you're going to improve on or something you're going to drop. Something's going to be different. You're going to get your list out. Maybe it's the same list you had year after year after year. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about in the future. And again, doctors, just thank you so much for spending your time with us. And, I, and I'm praying that the audience, the listeners will take heed to this and take better care of themselves and don't have to end up with hospital stays or even death or incapacity. So make sure you stay tuned to our program because we're going to have you back on again and again. Thank you so much, Ron. It's always been a pleasure and a pleasure to join your audience and uh, God bless you. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami and the Hollywood campus. I'm so excited uh, to have on the studios with us today, uh, Georgia Bryce. And Georgia is a licensed marriage and family therapist uh, for building families according to Patton. Welcome, Georgia. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. So good to have you. I want to thank you once again. I know I've thanked you already so many times because we hosted our gala to benefit women and children. Uh, you were our keynote speaker. You really wowed the crowd with everything that you said there. I mean, it was such an inspiring message uh, for everyone in attendance. I mean, you didn't have to be abused to be to capture the message that you actually uh, gave that day. And I want to thank you once again. I know this is not your first time helping us. You were actu actually our keynote speaker for another event that we did last year. So I am forever grateful for everything that you do to help others. Uh, but tell us about Georgia. Tell us about what you do and how you're helping really everyone that come in, in contact with you. Absolutely, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me again. It is an absolute pleasure to be here and thank you for allowing me to lend my support behind your efforts at uh, Cover Girls Miami. So my name is Georgia Bryce. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am the owner of a private practice, Building Families According to Pattern, that's based in the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida. Yes, beautiful yes, city of very. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and my my private practice specializes primarily in children and family therapy. So if there are children that are having issues with behaviors or emotional disturbances, I provide support to children and family within the context of the family itself. I also provide individual therapy for those clients that are struggling with issues such as anxiety and depression or low self-esteem, um, anger issues, stress, that's relationship related or vocational stress, people that may be struggling with grief and loss. I also provide those services. And one of my flagship services is to provide follow-up care for those clients that are leaving rehab facilities, people who are struggling with addictions and are looking to remain in long-term recovery. I provide a follow-up care for those individuals. So we address issues that might be fueling the substance addiction, maybe fueling the tendencies to use, you know, and I help to reintegrate them into the workplace again, as well as into their families. We look at developing skills to address crises, to address relapse prevention planning, recovery planning, those kinds of things. I also provide Christian counseling, and I know a lot of people 
have been the trend is a lot of people are actually looking for that kind of support so you might be dealing with those issues but you want to incorporate uh, you know tenets of the faith or from a biblical perspective that is also a service that I provide that and is wonderful yes yes and of course my 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 passion and my love is really psychoeducation so this is how I actually got involved with um, lending my support to your yes. efforts Leanne because I really believe encouraging and helping to educate the public concerning mental health awareness and those issues that people are struggling with indoors and nobody knows about it but they want that support they want that help so i'm very uh actively engaged in communities i go into churches i go into uh cooperation settings i go into schools any arena in which mental health awareness is something that's being advocated i lend my voice to that whether it's in the form of a panel discussion or as a keynote speaker that is something that i'm absolutely absolutely passionate about and and you are i mean i know our listeners can can see that can hear that immediately you're such a great speaker you're Thank you. you're so passionate about what you do and it shows when yes. you when you have that kind of passion georgia how can people find you i know you mentioned the city of hollywood yes. how can we follow you on social media how can we find you if we need your services or if we want you to speak at our next event how can people can get in touch with you absolutely so uh i am on facebook uh i can be found at simply georgia bryce or the name of my business building families according to pattern as well as my other business where I do leadership development and coaching, building according to pattern. That's on Facebook. That's awesome. And if you're driving, if you were busy, if you couldn't hear the information for Georgia, and I should say Bryce is B-R-Y-C-E. Now, if you're busy, if you're driving, you can call me, Leanne, here at the mission. I have all of her information. I mean, I have to say that we're friends already. <laughs> uh, so if you need her information, I got it. I thank you so much for everything thank that you. you do in the community and for others. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Leanne. Well, once again, we're at the part of the program where we're going to hear a testimony a story of life change I have with me today I have Lester I'm so glad that you're with me in the studio and Lester you do have a testimony to tell um, a lot of times we go back into childhood and kind of pick up the story there but we're going to pick up your story you were a working man um, on the job and uh, Lester um, first welcome to the program and let's pick up the story at that point um, thank you for having me Miss Brown um, when I got to Miami, being that the construction scene is what it is, you know, I was working, working at the Parabon building, as a matter of fact. All of a sudden, I would start falling down on the job, and I didn't know why. Physically falling? Physically, yes, ma'am. Going back and forth to the rest of the emergency place and so on and mm -hmm. so on. But they were telling me that I had sciatic, sciatics. Anyway, it got so bad that I couldn't walk, and one of the fellas from the street um, being that I didn't know where to go here in Miami to get to um, my place to stay, brought me to the rescue mission. Now this is where I got my case managers, they have a clinic there and they had the resources to put me in place where I could start getting myself together. Okay. Um, when I got to the Miami rescue mission, I went to the clinic there and they became concerned because it looked like my condition was a lot worse with just sciatic. So they sent me to the neurologist, and what the neurologist told me was that um, he had made an emergency place for me to have surgery. There were people that were already scheduled for the surgery. He removed them and put me up in there. They told me later that if I wouldn't have had the surgery when I had it, that I probably would have been paralyzed because it wasn't just sciatic. It was a, de a degenerative condition in my survey. Wow. 
Well, that was great that uh, the Miami Rescue Mission has our own health clinic. Yes. And uh, we do check everybody out as soon as they come in. Sometimes if they need further care like you, then we'll send them to Jackson or uh, wherever you need to be sent. So praise God for the praise clinic. God. Yes, ma'am. And then more than just sending me there, they provided a safe environment for me to heal. Mm. And for that, I'm going to always be on indebted. Wow. So um, you're surrounded by other men who are going through a lot of different uh, problems in life. How How's that experience of being with so many different people? It's made me, it's given me the ability to empathize and look at people from a different perspective. Um, most times when people come into these situations, they have a tendency to be looked down on by society. Um, I've come to love the brothers who I've been around. Not just the brothers that's in the same struggle that I am as far as getting um, realigned back into society, but the staff that's in there. They've been supportive every step of the way. Wow, that's just amazing. Um, and to, to have that brotherhood and know that uh, there are other people that, okay, they may be suffering, but they're also going through a, a change in their life and holding each other up. I've seen that over and over here at the mission, and yes. it really does become a brotherhood. Um, where I'm at right now, there's the Alpha program. Mm -hmm. I've been in there for about six weeks, and Man, it covers every range of life, from marriage to handling your finances to reconnecting back to God and finding your purpose in this world. Um, it's amazing. Yes, the Alpha Pro part of the program, if someone has just uh, never heard about that as they're listening to this program, that is the upper phase of the program. It's uh, 16 weeks uh, in uh, length. And uh, basically, that's where you get the real tools of how to be successful in life. Well, we're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to hear more about your experience in the mission and uh, how God is transforming your life and preparing you for what your goals will be. And we'll find out in just a moment what those goals are. So don't turn that dial. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Lester's story. Well, I'm glad you didn't turn that dial. We are listening to a story and a testimony from Lester. He is telling how he came into the mission. Uh, he really had a physical problem that uh, he wasn't able to work. And because you came to the mission, the clinic checked you out and found out what the problem was. And now uh, you've been here, that uh, problem's been worked on. So tell us the experience. Uh, more about being here at the mission well when i first came through the doors being that i couldn't walk and i'm not from miami i was sort of apprehensive but man i found out quickly that the fellas there were always there to lift me up or do what needs to be done because i couldn't take care of myself um now i'm walking mm, praise I'm walking, the lord praise god and um i'm looking forward towards tomorrow I find myself in this alpha program and there's so many different aspects that I didn't realize I needed help in that I, that's available to me now. Not just as far as um, the health-wise, but the emotional thing and the teachings and the reconnecting back to God and finding a purpose in life more so than just working and doing what you do. And you said you have a son, a younger son that's uh, not in, is it not, he's not in Florida? Right. My son right now is in New York, but um. Florida is a much more pleasant place to raise a child at, and there's a lot more opportunities here for him so that he don't go down some of the same roads I did in life. So you want to bring him here, and that's your goal is as you go back out, you'll be able to help raise him. Amen. Now, here's the thing about the mission. The mission actually helps us find 
places to stay and things of that nature. And they give us a class as far as parenting and they raise issues that I've never even thought about. Um, it's all about going through the process and preparing for what tomorrow may bring so I can stand. Well, that's amazing. Now, even though you came out of construction, and even though physically you won't be able to do that kind of work, but you can get a job as an inspector, and right. you have that training, so right. that's what your goal is. Right. Well, I may have to go through a few more OSHA certifications, but then I'm pretty much standing right now. If um, being that I cannot never do what I used to do is physically wise, right? Um, I've come to a space, a place where I could work as an inspector, and that would be a good thing as well. Well, that's great. I know we have an education center here, and uh, I know our the Ken, who is uh, the supervisor, he tries to pinpoint what you're good at and then encourage you to take those extra classes, those tests that you need to be certified. And see, that's the thing with um, the Miami Rescue Mission being a part of the community for so long. Um, they have resources that's, that's beyond imagination. And talking to Ken, he was able to redirect what it is that I can do now under these circumstances. And it's been a great help. Well, that's wonderful. I'm going to put a plug. We actually have a focus group called Education Reach. And we have volunteers that um, are part of that group. They come and volunteer at the Education Center. And they also bring their resources to teach special classes. And right now... Uh, their uh, goal is is to raise, uh, uh, we have 35 learning cubicles there, and they want each one of them sponsored with $1,200 a year or $100 a month. I'm just going to put that plug out. If anybody cares about education and uh, re-educating our adults so that they can be independent and empowered, and that's what it's all about, Lester, Amen. right? Yes, indeed. Being independent and empowered that you're going to now uh, be that father, be that um, person in the community that you don't need the hand out. And be productive. You, you're going to be productive. You're going to be a tax-paying citizen Amen. soon. That's what it's all about. Yes. And I'm saying the, the man, not just in my circumstances, but as the brothers who I strive with, man, to reconnect back into society and be a productive member, they do provide ample opportunity for that. Well, that's wonderful. Do you feel like you're part of the ministry while you're here? Definitely. Definitely. Not just the working aspect of it, but it's like a grow and expand type of thing. As I deal with individuals that's around me, I can see myself in the same circumstances and we more or less bond with each other. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Well, Lester, thank you for sharing your story. We're so glad that you are here today. Thank you, Ms. Mama, for having me. God bless. Wow, what a tremendous testimony. You know, that's what it's all about here at the centers in Miami and Broward and what we've been doing for 97 years is that people come to us hurt, they're broken, they're uncertain, they're lost, they're confused, they're addicted, they're suffering from domestic violence. Maybe they've come in from, uh, from the service and they're still not adjusting properly. And yet when they come in our doors and they made that first decision, that's, that's a big decision to say, you know, I want some help. But then they start taking advantage of everything that we have to offer here. And we have a lot to offer. We're not just providing meals and a cot for the night or safe shelter. We're providing full services to meet people right where they are. We can't do everything for everybody. And that's why we are part of a great referral network. 
And so some things are just way over our expertise, and we'll refer those people to others to take care of them, but we're not going to put them back on the street. But we offer counseling, addictions, recovery. We have classes for parenting. We have um, domestic violence, specialized um, mental health for, for domestic violence and how to overcome that. And then we have our group sessions, and we have our spiritual development area where people are encouraged to, to get closer to the Lord. And we have job preparedness and job uh, placement and housing. And then we have our educational classes where people can better themselves educationally, learn computer literacy. And if they can't read at all, uh, we can actually help them to come to a ninth grade level before they leave. And if they're speaking English as a second language, we have special programs from that. So I hope you get the point. There is a lot here in our centers in Miami and Broward that we can offer people, but it's up to them. It's up to the individual to take advantage of it. You know, it's been said you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. Well, I say you can lead a horse to water, you make him thirsty. And that's what we've been trying to do all the many years I've been here, almost 30 years, is that when people come in, uh, we're going to showcase uh, what others have done. We want to always be, be encouragers. And we want to be able there, be there for them when they say, you know, I can't go on anymore. And we're going to support them. Not on everyone goes that comes in our doors are successful the first time around. And sometimes people put them down. Well, they left in a month. They left in six weeks. Well, you know, they came back. And that's that's not giving up. That's that's trying again. And so we're grateful for the thousands of men, women, and children this past year that we've been able to support and to help. We're grateful for the many families in our communities. We just gave over 600 families full Christmas gifts and presents for everyone. And we can't do it without your support. You know, you are so vital in, in what we do here every single day. You know, as the new year approaches and there's resolutions to be made, I know that myself, I've made many resolutions over the years and sometimes I had to repeat them the next year. In fact, I probably have a couple this time when I write them down. Uh, but a resolution say, you know something, to this year, I want to volunteer my time. You know, time is your most precious commodity. And many people that give to us financially, when they actually come out and volunteer, they come out and see, they take a tour, they are, their minds are blown. They can't believe all the different things that we're able to do to help people and the, the enormity of it all to have, you know, close to 200 people in our Broward centers and have close to 400 people in our Miami centers. That's a lot of men, women, and children to be responsible for on a daily basis. That's a lot of wear and tear in our buildings. But to make a resolution, you know, this year I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer someplace. We'd like you to come alongside of us, but find something that you really like. You know, we showcase other nonprofits and other causes on this program because it is about good news. It's not just all about the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. It's about what people are doing in the community to help others. You know, people with autism, the elderly, uh, veterans. Uh, just people that are uh, have mental illness problems and so on. There's so many great organizations, and you can make a difference. And you say, what can I do? Well, if you come to us, we'll use people of all different talents, from serving food, preparing the food, uh, cleaning up afterwards, landscaping, clerical work, sorting work, uh, helping the kids, mentoring women, mentoring men. Well, God bless you, and the happiest of New Year. Make sure you tune in next week right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. 
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.